You're listening to Written in the Cars, the podcast where we try to piece together the rules of the universe of Pixar's cars. If you are here to hear a discussion involving faceless cars, you have gone astray. If not, then buckle up, because it's going to be a bumpy ride, and we will not turn this car around. Uh, all right, we're just going to do quick intros, because it's the same day. Uh, hi, welcome to Written in the Cars. Welcome uh, to Written in the Cars. cars. This is a Cars podcast where we talk about Pixar's cars, not regular cars. Yeah. Don't come to us for Cars tips. Don't Do not come to us for Cars tips. We know nothing about cars. They're not Pixar's cars or they don't have faces. Hi, my name is Ashton. I am your host, one of your hosts, and I have been cursed by God to solve the Cars universe. Doc Hudson, Lightning McQueen, and now, well, me. Hi, I'm Paige, and I'm another host of this podcast. I think in Cars 1, we get a great redemption arc for Lightning McQueen, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's not a great redemption arc for Mater in this. Well, no, because it's not supposed to be a redemption exactly. arc. Exactly. The narrative doesn't understand itself. He never learns grace. Yeah. Right? He never learns social elegance, He, which, like, I'm not saying is necessary or, like, important all the time. But you should have a little bit if you're going to another country where you don't know the customs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if I was going to Canada, I'd probably be fine. If I was going to Mexico, I would probably need a little bit of help. Right. Not even with the language thing. Yeah. It's like the people that will go to, like, Japan and expect everyone to speak English. Yeah, basically, literally what's going on. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's really upsetting. Anyway. You think the reason that this movie's focused on Mater is because they didn't have the budget for Owen Wilson to be the main character in this one? So I did notice in the credits, like, Mater is listed before Lightning McQueen. I know, right? Yuck. I hate that. Uh, I think we're realizing we are Lightning McQueen stands. <laughs> I thought I was going to, throughout the entire series, be a Lightning McQueen hater. No, I stand this motherfucker. I thought I was coming into this going, I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but I think that if Lightning McQueen has a thousand haters, I am one of them. If Lightning McQueen has one hater, I am one of them. If Lightning McQueen has zero haters, I have left the earth. Mm-hmm. But no, now I'm kind of a Lightning McQueen sad yeah. here. Like, I'm kind of on his side. We love a man who learns from his mistakes and becomes a bigger person. And, like, sticks to his new morals, you know? Like, he learned And he's fictional in a car. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, great performance from Owen Wilson in this film. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, as always. Yeah, of course. Mater, at one point, does call uh, Francesco Mr. San Francisco. Don't know how we feel about that. That's kind of funny. I kind of like it. I did laugh a little bit. I did laugh. I didn't catch it when I was watching it, but I liked hearing it just now. And I did like the Mr. tacked on there. Like, it was respectful, so... You know, that's a point for Mater. You know, we did say that there's no, like, accent jokes, which is true about Japan specifically, but we do have the very Larry the Cable Guy thing of, like, "Ah, yeah, we're stupid hicks and we like it that way. Like, that's... uh... And that's what I was saying, like, not only is Mater kind of a, a stereotype, but there are other cars that are leaning into it as well. Yeah, like, the whole narrative is leaning into it. I wrote down... The cars in this scene, the Japanese cars, they have, like, either the squinty eyes, which is, I didn't like saying that at all. No. It's true, but I didn't like the slanted eyes mm-hmm. that are on the, the Japanese cars. That's terrible. Which is uncomfortable. But it feels weird to say monolid, though, because that's not really what's happening. What's happening is that the cars are squinting. 
that is with some of the Japanese cards. Other Japanese cards have like very like over the top anime features. Yeah. They have anime eyes. Lots of questions. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I just, I thought it was interesting. At this point, I realized that Finn McMissile was voiced by Michael Caine. This was the oh, moment yeah. I realized. It took me this far to get into the movie before I was like, that's Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine. Uh, and then the next note I have is, in all capital letters, wasabi. So. Yeah, so Mater eats food. It appears that other cars also eat food. And he mentions pistachio ice cream. And he mentions pistachio ice cream, which is made with milk. We're going to have to have an episode on it because if we talk about this literally anymore, that is going to be the episode. Yeah. Yeah, we just have to skip over it. But he eats wasabi. He freaks out. He runs on stage, interrupts Lightning McQueen. Yeah. And drinks the water out of the fountain because his mouth is burning so much. And then there's an oil leak on stage. Mater just pees live on TV. <laughs> like, he just... That's what he did. Yeah. And Finn McMissile peed to... Yeah. Get those guys off. He did a tactical pee-pee. Yeah. And <laughs> jumped into the ocean. So, now uh, Lightning McQueen pulls Mater away and is like, go clean yourself up. You know? Yeah. Well, like, go I'm clean done. yourself up. Yeah. Like, he's obviously, like, freaking out a little bit yeah. because... People are laughing because everyone's like, who brought this... Who brought this Larry the Cable Guy ass motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. Who brought Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, who brought Larry the Cable Guy? And of course, Lightning McQueen is like, he's becoming embarrassed, but like, he's still going to stick by Mater's side and he's still his best friend. And he's obviously like a little bit pissed, too. Rightfully so. The man just peed live on TV. If I was like on Jimmy Fallon or whatever, being interviewed, and then suddenly my best friend ran on stage, started drinking the fountain water. <laughs> peed on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, on, on Jimmy Fallon. A, later I'd be like, kind of wish I was able to pee on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> In the moment, I would be like, is there a firing squad here to kill me? Because there might as well be. I feel like I'm dying. I would be so embarrassed. Lady McQueen handles it truly with, I think, as much grace as we could expect from this little car. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a pro. He's a pro. So Mater goes to the bathroom. Here's the thing. This is, like, kind of an emotional scene, honestly. (laughs) Because, you know, Mater has, like, he says earlier in the movie, I've never leaked oil before. Uh On stage, he leaks oil and he's like, oh my god, did I do that? I've never leaked oil before. And he's, like, upset. Right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you... Peed live on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. You would be, like, we would all be upset if that happened to us. Especially if it's like, oh my god, I'm, like, not just I pissed myself on Jimmy Fallon, but I'm becoming (laughs) incontinent on Jimmy Fallon. Like, oh my god, am I just gonna have to deal with this for the rest of my life? Like, is this just a new health thing I have to deal with? Like, am I going to have to start wearing Depends all the time? And we also know Mater is over 60. Yeah, because we saw young fanboy Mater, and now we have... And that was 40 40 years years ago, and he had to be at least 20. So Mater is over 60. He's, like, pretty old. He's pretty much at retirement age. Yeah, basically. And so, like, this is him being like, oh my god, are my facilities failing me? Am I, like, is this the beginning of the end? And then we have a slapstick, Japanese toilets are complicated bit, so that's fun. I could not right now tell you what the sinks looked like. I think they were a normal counter, and I don't know how that works if 
for cars. In retrospect, I think I should have paid more attention to that, but I was just looking at the... We should bring an engineer on the show sometime and be like, okay, how do we design this for cars to use? I did, by the way, because in the last episode I mentioned like the symbols on the bathroom door and how the females was a triangle and the men's mm-hmm. was a was a circle. And so we were wondering if that was going to be an ongoing trend, and it wasn't because no. both of the cars in this one were circles on the doors. And the symbols are also like little chibi cars, basically, and one has mm-hmm. like Mickey Mouse ears and the other one has like a little onigiri on its head. I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But that's the yeah. bit is I don't know what either of these signs are supposed to be. Runs into the or drives into the woman's restroom, scream noises, drives into the men's restroom. This also I don't want to discuss this for too long. But this brings up the idea of we do know that there is the aspect of, you know, there's Catholicism, there's obviously religious persecution, Mm -hmm. there's obviously LGBT persecution, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is just something that we cannot deny very much. So, like, my question was, can cars assume gender by looking at other cars? It seems like it. I mean, I might also scream if I saw Mater, (laughs) but it wouldn't be appropriate, because that's just a dirty... Yeah guy right or like a guy with like a bad skin condition like the response isn't scream like mater says like holly is pretty yeah and it's like if i didn't know who holly was if i just saw an image of holly i could not say that that was a like specifically a female car and so i just i'm just curious about like genders of cars i'd have to check and i'm going to be watching this in the last Mm -hmm. movie but i think there might be something with eyelid shape really that's interesting. Yeah, like I was watching and I was like, I feel like I'm seeing something like different about the way that like Holly's eyelids mm-hmm. are moving versus the way, because I think that like hers are more like shaped eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Where like Lightning McQueen, for examples, his are more expressive, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. But, you know. God, I hate how seriously we're taking this. Okay. Um. Yeah, we got the Harbor Days. I did really quick. I wrote down, this American spy has beautiful blue eyes. Also, he just pulled out a gun. And that was me in the moment, just like thirsting over this car and then realizing yeah. like what was about to go down and just yeah. like my life changing. When he drives in, he's disguised as a lemon and Ash just visibly <laughs> winced when I said that. And then he does something like flexes some muscle or whatever and like like a shell like opens up around him and it's revealed that he's like a hot rod in more ways than one he's both a hot rod and a hot rod also the bidets like the bathroom not only is it a bidet it's like a full body wash which i don't think japanese toilets have i don't think that happens in japanese toilets it's really interesting i mean i guess i could I could understand the joy of a toilet that automatically showers you after you go to the bathroom. I think I could kind of be into that, but also I wouldn't want it to be my only shower and I wouldn't want it to happen in a public restroom. Uh, My next line is, yeah, Mater's gonna fuck. Oh, man. This is one of my least favorite things about the movie. Honestly, at the end, no spoilers, but at the end, I was like, where was their chemistry throughout the whole movie? Yeah, because they do get together. Because she says she's planning a spy meetup. He thinks she's she she's asking him out, which... Classic 90s sitcom misunderstanding. Yeah, Mater meets world. But there is no mention of her 
falling for him until the very end. There's nothing. They had no chemistry. There was no reason for them to get together. They had no chemistry. It was really upsetting. Like, Lightning McQueen and Sally! Sorry, I'm getting so into this. Lightning McQueen and Sally had chemistry. and They had a romance arc. Yes! We saw them go from enemies to lovers, which I love. Yeah. Also, we saw her, and I was immediately like, oh, hold on, this is the Bond girl, so what's going to be her car name? Yeah. Welcome to Minigame 2, Ashton. Uh, Minigame music. <laughs> You know how all the Bond girls have names that are like Tits Bigley or whatever? <laughs> Come up with your best Cars Bond girl name. Oh my god, okay. I have my own written down, so. Mine is Missy Tailpipe. <laughs> Hilda Hoodless is like the hot Austrian spy. See, this is not even like a pun, but my first thought was Scarlet Trunk. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Scarlet Trunk, there you go. It's like the car's ass, so yeah. it works. <laughs> okay, thank you for playing. 1,000 points. 1,000 points to Ashton. What about Candy Coolant? Is that anything? Oh my god. <laughs> candy Coolant is not just anything, it's everything. <laughs> it's incredible. I just want you to know we're officially longer than the Cars movie. <laughs> How do you feel oh about that? Oh my god, I don't. I mean, there's just so much to discuss. Okay, let's... Okay, just real quick. Uh, lightning looks great here. Wheels are very shiny. I know, yeah, like, I kept noticing how shiny his wheels are. Maybe it's because we're looking at Mater for this whole film that when we see Lightning, we're like, God, he's good looking. The car serving the wasabi has a headband with a rising sun insignia. Jesus Christ! So <laughs> oh that my God. says something about wow. how... That asks wow. a lot of questions that I'm not even comfortable saying on the show just because of the fucking amount of content warnings we would need to yeah. put on this. Wow. But as we've mentioned, we already have a scientist that's playing off of Nazi scientist villain tropes. This fucking movie. I did enjoy Guido Don't Believe You. That's yeah. Just, that was a good bit. Honestly, Guido and Luigi are... A comedic dynamite together, and oh I really my God, enjoy yeah. every scene they're in. Uh, Bernoulli has a martini. Wow. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Yeah, he just has a martini. Question mark. Uh, all the cars have horse-shaped faces, but it's really obvious when you look at Bernoulli. Should we <laughs> stop talking about the hoods of cars and start talking about their muzzles? She hates it. I mean, you could argue I hate everything we've said this it's entire true. time. It's true. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we get to this torture scene. <laughs> oh my god, we get to the torture scene. I still have, like, four pages of notes. All I have written down is I bet this scene is a lot of what the Cars version of Saw is like, which we've already covered. So basically what happens here is it's revealed that the all-in-all -all combusts when hit with an electromagnetic pulse. And so they basically strap the American car, which they've taken captive, into what appears to essentially be like a car treadmill, which I'm sure has like a real name because I think that's a real machine in real life. But they strap him into this and they get him going real fast and they fill him with his fuel and then they point the electromagnetic pulse thing at him. And all we see is we get the reflection in the monitor where we're like looking at the security footage of Mater driving away and they're like, we're gonna have to find that Mater motherfucker. 
and in the reflection of that monitor where they're looking at Mater, we watch the American car burst into flame in the reflection, and it's just, it's so graphic. Like, I knew, I know it's coming every time I know it's coming, and I still flinch. They just explain what's about to happen, they just explain how it works, I've seen the movie already, and still it's like, oh my god, it's it's so gruesome. We, oh my god, it was so it was so troubling. All right, so uh, fucking, we get to the race mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Oh, they have vid numbers, by the way. Oh yeah, that spies can can Asks scan. Asks questions I don't have answers to. Yeah, spies can just scan that. So that's interesting. We live in a police state. That's fine. <laughs> we live in a society. I don't know if you noticed this. You probably did, but it made me laugh. There's a in the race scene. There is like a sponsor or like a company. I did not that notice is called. This. It's called Tokyo, but it's T O W K Y O, and I got oh a kick God, out of that good. one. That's good. Oh uh, yeah, oh that was really entertaining to me. We get the race, which we already discussed a little bit, but um, I wrote. Uh, it's nice that Lightning trusts Mater. Yeah. Mater leaves, like we discussed. He goes to help out these spies. He thinks he's going on a date. He fucks with Lightning. And he fucks with the spies. He fucks with everyone. He's just a menace. Yeah. At one point, the cards mention that they can do karate. Yeah, which, that's fascinating. Yeah. Karate. Karate. Also, in the race, the audience is, like, holding, like, sticks. But we don't really see how they're holding them. Yeah, I I paused it. I was trying to look. I couldn't find anything. Same. The one thing I saw is that it appeared to be, like, coming out of the, like, middle of their hoods, basically. Oh, okay. And what I think is happening is I think they sell these sticks for, like, specifically for this that you attach to your hood, and then you can make move back and forth. Mm, That's what I think is happening there. But, so we've talked about how Lightning McQueen is like, fucking I trusted you to do this for me, and you messed me up, and I lost the Mm -hmm. race because of you. Go home, please. I don't need your help. I don't think he says go home, though. Maybe not, but it doesn't... Like, let's be clear. Like, he does not tell Mater to go home. He just tells Mater, like, he needs to get it together. Yeah. Mater is the one who takes it the wrong way and is like, well, I'm just gonna go home. This is where we get the TSA scene. Yep. Proving that once and for all that Cars 9-11 happened. Also, I just want to say a car goes through the fucking the TSA and gets stopped. Mm-hmm. Like it beeps like he has metal on him. He's a fucking car. So this is this was the most troubling thing to me <laughs> because it implies that any car could go through the metal detector without setting it off. Mm-hmm. Which to me means that they aren't made of metal. Well, here's the thing. It's it's either that or it's specifically the machines aren't meant to find metal. They're meant to find something else. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, it, both are very uncomfortable. But, like, I feel like that second one is, like, way less likely. So, Mater is, like, all dejected and, like, oh, I fucked up. About to go through TSA. And then Finn McMissile stops him and is like, Hey, could you just come with me? There seems to be a problem with some what with whatever. Then there's a fight. Oh, I do want to say before this, just one more thing about the lightning and mater scene. Yeah. I wrote down that I started to realize that they have an extremely toxic codependent relationship. Yeah, kinda, right? It's really unhealthy. Of course, like, they love each other. It's like Mater doesn't even know what to do with himself. Exactly, exactly. They're so different, and this is not a bad thing. Like, they're different, and they genuinely care about each other. But it causes such tension between them. So much tension between those two. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
they don't know like how to talk to each other i think i think that they're still at this point like they consider themselves to be really really close friends but it's been years yeah it's been years and they don't really i don't think they talk about i think they like hang out a lot but mm-hmm. i don't think they get into like those deep friendship conversations yeah where they like they're like okay like this is how i feel you know I, their friendship is very much just on the outside but like lightning mcqueen's never had a friend before yeah and Mater, I mean, we already know that everyone sees him as basically Car Spongebob. Like, there's a whole scene where Finn's like, oh, yeah, because Finn thinks that Mater's a spy. He's like, yeah, you know, just play just play the idiot. It's, it's like the thing you're good at. It's like, mm-hmm. don't worry, chin up, you got this. And Mater's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, how you pretend to be an idiot all the time. How you're a fucking clown fucking constantly. I think Mater needed to hear this. I mean, it did, but, like, the scene that we get of him seeing flashbacks of everyone making fun of him and him, like, just fucking up, that is so dark. It's it's Pink Elephant. It is, yeah! It's terrifying. Uh, but we're jumping ahead, so... There is, in the airport scene... There's a chase sequence here. Yes, in the chase sequence... It kind of doesn't matter, but... It matters to me. We got Man That Camouflaged, which I don't even know if we should get into. It's just... Mm-hmm. Cars, camouflage, whatever. I just wrote down, this is ridiculous. That's just a note I have. Then, so I don't know if this is an actual Japanese airline, but there was an airline called Sam Air Eye, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if that's a Cars joke or if that's a real thing. That sounds like a Cars bit. Yeah, either way, really enjoyed it. So then, during the chase sequence, Finn McMissile releases a mini car out of his body. Yeah. And immediately I was like, okay, is now, is this sentient? Is this mini car sentient? Did he just give birth? Like, what is happening? That was really upsetting to me. He's like that one hot wasp lady from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, a car getting chased gets launched into, like, a tub that says lavatory services. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it splashes and it's all oil. Mm-hmm. Which further confirms that, like, oil that comes out of cars is... Is piss. Is piss. So, Finn McMissile, can you fucking hold it together while you're on a mission, please? <laughs> can you not? <laughs> oh my god. You nasty boy. <laughs> I almost took a note about it hurts to get shot in the tire, but you can replace the tire in the hubcap. And then mm-hmm. I realized that if you get shot in the shoe, but you also get shot in the foot. Yeah. So, it, that makes perfect sense. That clicks. That completely makes sense to me. So, the next scene we see is Lightning McQueen and the crew, and they realize that Mater has gone back to Radiator Springs, and I just, I'll read this one verbatim. I know we've seen cars with guns, but how did Mater write a letter? Yeah, I said how did, (laughs) I also noticed that. Like, how, he has, like, handwriting. And also during this scene, all of the cars are reacting to, you know, finding out that Mater is gone, and Guido and Luigi show some very convincing emotions guido seems to be the saddest out of everyone and honestly feels like he's faking it feels like he's putting on a face like it's so over the top like you know that i think guido has a dark secret yeah well do you know what it is he's pulling from the real emotions he's experiencing probably yeah which is disappointment because his bosses are about to get fucking thwarted <laughs> by this fuck up clown that has accidentally stumbled into this spy plot that guido is aware of the whole time that's what's happening actually let's save that one i have Mm -hmm. something about that in a minute okay mater writes pp that's funny also he says that he ordered a movie um you don't mean to pay for it 
was it porn? We don't know. We then hear just by name someone mentioned State Farm, just car insurance. Mm -hmm. There's a scene actually slightly before this mm -hmm. where Mater is talking about like replacing car parts. Okay, yes, that's my next note. And he mentions that a he has a fan belt mm -hmm. because he's talking about karate. He also mentions replacing the battery to something. Mm -hmm. Which means that neither the batteries nor the engines are strictly necessary for a car to survive. I'm so excited for when we talk about, like, what is the least amount of car parts a car can have, and what would that look like? What would that be like? So this is the scene where Mater and the spies go to Paris, and they go to the black market. Mm -hmm. And people are selling recycled parts. Yeah. And so my thought was, is this like black market kidneys? Okay. Are they illegally taking them out of cars? We've got to stop thinking about cars like, okay, what would the person equivalent of this be? Because... They're cars? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine how different society would be if we were all a thousand times heavier, wide, long, huge, hulking behemoths with no hands who could still talk and like look around and think and stuff still sentient beings but the way that we would interface with the world would be so different that i feel like we can't put these kinds of labels or it's like well is it kidneys is black market organ harvesting we just don't know and we can't know because societally speaking just the cultural mores are going to be so different i assume it's recalled parts that aren't supposed to be sold anymore got it i hated everything you just said i respect it hated it that's fair. I get it. We see the little plane birds, which we'll just skip over. Yeah, they're pigeons. Oh, we also see the Louvre, which it has the design of the front of an old car on the like little ramparts, I guess, or like whatever you'd call that. It's pretty, but it's also obviously a car, and like we haven't put things that look like people faces on the Louvre, so what the fuck, basically. Alright, so we've reached the point where I talked about the car in Paris. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about the car and the jump scare. It is truly haunting. This is another moment of like genuine car's body horror. So Mater is getting kind of distracted by all the different car parts because like, you know, he's a mechanic by trade. So all this stuff is really interesting to him. These are a bunch of pieces he hasn't seen in a while or like that are rare or hard to get. And so he goes into one shot and he's like, hey, what are you selling? Cut to this car, which is sort of like a dirty looking red car with a transparent windshield. So that's its own problem because it doesn't have eyes in the windshield because it opens its headlights up and that's where its eyes are. And it truly, like there's a music sting and everything. <laughs> Mater yelps and chases after Finn McMissile. It doesn't add to the plot. It doesn't add to the plot. It's just it does nothing for the overall story. I think it was supposed to be a joke, but it is genuinely, like, horrifying. Moving on, because <laughs> we can't talk about this right now. Yeah, okay. There's a car that has three wheels. That's fun. He says that he got 20 to life in a prison. Oh, fuck. Yep. What does that mean? Is that 20 with good behavior? It's 20 years in prison without the possibility of parole. And you can then be paroled and you can get out. If you're a repeat offender, you then go to life no matter what. My lawyer, Ashton. I looked it up and also I watched a lot of Dateline. Mater then says, is the Pope Mobile Catholic? Which is just foreshadowing. I don't know, Mater. Is the Pope Mobile Catholic? I need more information. Please tell me. But so Catholicism exists and therefore, how do you crucify a car? 
There it is. How do you crucify a car? How do you crucify a car? Virgin Mary means there's virginity. Oh, virginity. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It does yeah. mean that, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Half of the show is going to be car religion. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be car god. Do you think Carvana exists in the Cars universe? It has to. So the next scene we see is Lightning and Co. in Rome, and they're staying at Luigi's uncle's place. Yeah. Again, we have more blood relations. But what's interesting is Luigi's entire family comes out and is like, Luigi, Guido. And it's like, okay, so they know Guido. Are they related somehow? It kind of seems like it, right? Yeah, like everyone treats Guido like he's part of the family. And then the uncle gives this whole backstory on them when they used to work in his tire shop. Yeah. Well, do you think it's like, oh, the help has basically become a member of the family. Still the help, though. He mentioned that they fought about Ferrari specifically, mm -hmm. which was very funny. And a few things that Sometimes weren't Ferrari. not about Ferraris, which really got me. That was really funny. That was funny. a great line. <laughs> <laughs> this whole moment of like Lightning realizing that maybe he was too tough on Mater, which he wasn't, but that's what he thinks. But like, I also get thinking that, right? Because, for example, my best friend and I went somewhere and really fucked something up for me. And I yelled at her, and she was like, okay, well, I'm going home. Bye. Mm -hmm. I'd be fucked up about it, too. Like, yeah. I get where yeah. he's coming from. I would also want to just forgive her, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll say it. Do you think Luigi and Guido are gay lovers? Are they dating? It feels like they're dating. They feel dating. I'll get into a little bit more later. Food for thought. We're probably just going to have a shipping episode at some point. Yeah. Like, let's be real. I think it's Luigi's aunt who walks up to Lightning McQueen, or drives up to Lightning McQueen, and says, uh, I need to make a big meal to fatten you up. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. Because, what do you mean? Fatten him up. He's like, he's a car. You're all cars. Another point in favor of these cars are all made of meat. I hated saying that. It went down bad. It didn't. Yeah. It was like it burnt like whiskey, but goddamn. So, uh, Mater is trying on a disguise. He puts on Lederhosen, which he calls Lederhosen. Good joke. Yeah. But also, it means that there's clothes in the Cars universe. So, are Cars just running around naked? Not necessarily that there are clothes, but just that they are aware that clothes are question mark. Yeah. They're aware of it. I don't know. Mater does a really emotional monologue about his dents. Yeah. Actually got emotional, like was really invested. Yeah, that works for me. So they were like, oh, we have to buff out your dents so that way the disguise hologram program. Insane. Yeah, which insane. So that can calibrate correctly. He's like, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll take the risk that is involved with having the dents because every dent I have is a memory I have. And he says with Lightning McQueen, but they've only known each other for the last few years and he's like in his 60s. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I necessarily believe that. But like, it was a good monologue. And he was like, don't buff out my dents. These are all memories, basically. It was very sweet. It's very I sweet. I cheered up. Yeah. Which also explains why he hasn't just resteased himself, right? Yeah. Something that's really stuck with me from the Hunger Games books that I don't think made it into the movies was Katniss talking about how all of the people in the capital do everything they can to keep themselves from looking old. 
but where she comes from, looking old is like a signifier of knowledge and wisdom, and it's like a mark of being able to survive that long. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That has really stuck with me, and I am now relating it to Cars too. I guess. <laughs> so that's interesting. We see more car churches here. Yep. Oh, real quick, uh, they also are using Pacer, Hugo, Gremlin, and Trunkov crime families, and I think they are all actual models of cars. And these are the Lemon families. It checks out for me that if you have entire classes of people that are manufactured in a way that makes them break down often, that they would group together to share knowledge about how to fix each other and fix themselves, and that they'd be like a very insular crime family. So the race in Italy, we get to go over like this harbor. We see like a bunch of yachts. Mm -hmm. Are those yachts owned? I don't know. There are cars jumping off the yachts and like into a- There are cars jumping off the yachts. They're like having fun. Is this like, at the office, there's the one guy who owns a boat, and so everyone <laughs> is friends with that guy just to go out on the boat sometimes, but instead of... Yeah, but how would they work in the same office? Remote learning, remote workplaces, maybe it's a aquarium, maybe they work out a harbor. Yeah, alright, so uh, we see this harbor. So there are yachts. There are also some sailboats. I paid very close attention to the sailboats because I wanted to know if they had faces. Do they? I saw one. For half a second, there is a shot, a close-up shot of a yacht, and in the corner you see a sailboat and you see eyes on the sailboat. Here's my thing about sailboats. I know how to sail a sailboat. It requires like at least three people, and it's a lot of rope pulling. It's not like driving a car where you turn this and you press the gas it's like real effort to pull the ropes. You have to lean in certain ways so the boat doesn't flip the fuck over. So I don't think there were any cars on the boat either. Yeah, I just think that being a sailboat would be hell. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll just say it. We now see Car Pope, or the Pope Mobile. We see Car Pope. Moving on. The Pope Mobile has a bulletproof shield and bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Francesco gets a little bit of character development here. I really enjoyed it. Made him feel real to me. Oh, this is where we see his mom. Yes. Oh, Francisco's mother is an old race car. She's kind of a MILF. <laughs> Alright, yep. Yeah, I agree. And now I'm taking my hands off of that note. Now that's the world's note. It's no longer my note. It's it's just out there. This is where we get the scene where Mater finds out everyone thinks that he's dumb. And he has a really emotional scene about it. After he's knocked out, he has the emotional yep. scene. I teared up. The fact that I was getting emotional made me more emotional than I already was. We go back to the race. There's a car watching from a balcony. It just, there was something there. It just felt like something. Cut back. Someone's gambling. Someone throws fuzzy dice. Good joke. It was a it's really a good, good joke, joke, but it's also not a good game. No. Because it's going to fuck up the way the dice roll. Yeah. Also, the thing that is important about the car watching from the balcony is that you have to go up. Right. And it was like an old Italian building, so it had to have a ramp or stairs. I wrote down every time that I laughed, Finn McMissile saying, he's so good, got me. <laughs> yeah. <It> killed me. 
I like had to pause because I was crying. Yeah, that got me too. It's a great line because what's happening here is Mater is getting this live stream of information about everyone he's with, what their name is, what their crimes are, what their aliases are, where they are wanted, in which countries, and for what. And he is bumbling sidekicking his way through someone's entire list of stuff and just, like, saying it out loud. And I think he's trying to prove that he knows that guy and that, no, nothing's weird. Yeah. See, I know you very well. All this information about you. And that car's like, God, keep it down. Don't just randomly talk about my crimes. And he's like, guys, don't mess with Ivan today. He's in a bad mood. And that's when Finn McMissile says, he's so good. <laughs> And it's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny because it's just... <laughs> because it's like Finn McMissile just like genuinely res like respects the fuck out of the spy work that Mater is doing. I'm getting loopy because this is like the funniest thing. <laughs> it's so fucking... It's just so genuine. It's like, I know. He is, he's so good. Holy shit, I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Okay. He like didn't even need to say it. He could have thought it to himself. <laughs> but he felt so strongly that like he was so overwhelmed with like how impressed he was <laughs> that he had to like say it out loud. It was almost to himself too. <laughs> Yeah, it was almost, like, unconscious. Like, it was, it was like a reflex. Fuck, he's so, he is so good at this. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. That was the funniest line of the whole movie, and I will stand by yeah, that. Yeah, same. This is a good movie because of that line alone. Same. That really helped me get through the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, and it retroactively helped me get through the beginning of it, too. Yeah, so the villains explain their plan. Which, by the way, they explain their plan, and everything kind of gets, like, tied together, and you realize what they've been doing, and I wrote down, like, my note is, like, oh my god, I fucking get it. I get what they're going for. What a reveal. Yeah. The motivations of the villains are so strong, and I love that we get that. Like, it's really good character work. Why don't you explain it? I don't- I can't- <sighs> Okay. Their plan is basically- <laughs> Because this race, this whole World Grand Prix that's been set up by Elon Musk, is set up to advertise all in all this gasoline alternative that's, like, green, right? So the whole point of this is to advertise this new fuel. And so what's happening is the grunts for these crime families, I'm not going to say it because I know it makes you uncomfortable, it's okay, you can say it. It's my own issue. No, no, it's fine. I do want to say in this scene, there are just, it's a table just like covered in actual lemons. They're like great table pieces. Something about that scene really struck home with me. Mm -hmm. The question of why do they even have tables? Yeah. What do tables add? I don't know. So they're going to use electromagnetic pulses to blow up race cars during the race. So that way everyone stops trusting all in all. And basically it makes people distrust green energy and green fuel alternatives forever. Mm -hmm. Which I would say is an incredibly childish, simplistic view of how people view technology. 
Except that's literally just what real life is like, too. Like, people will see one bad thing happen with something, and then legislation will start being written, so that way no green energy can be used ever. Very unfortunate. Because the one time the gas that was literally made to do this by people who were trying to sabotage green fuel alternative, it would work in real life too, mm -hmm. and that's a bummer. They own the largest oil reserve in the world, which is in the middle of the Pacific. We saw that's where the movie started. They start shooting at the racing cars, which causes a pile. Oh yeah, they start blowing up race cars. I gasped. I was like, this is not a kid's movie. This is dark. Yeah, it's... Like, it was uncomfortable this lot. movie is so fucked up like if you haven't seen it i mean good for you but also you should see it at the same time mm -hmm. you need to know what we're talking about here the music they play is so dramatic oh yeah the looks on the car's faces as this is happening here's like how it is happening someone explodes the person behind them is driving they recognize that the car is stopped and, like, on the road. They're confused. They try to react. They don't. They crash, too. They're hurt. And then it just kept happening so over terrifying. and over again. Lightning doesn't know what's happening behind them. Francisco doesn't know what's happening behind them. Lightning wins. Eddie Izzard is, like, due to all of these accidents that are happening, we're going to stop requiring the use of ethanol in the race because we don't know if this is the problem but if it is the problem we have to know and lightning is being interviewed after his big win and is like no no i'm going to keep using all in all because my friend fillmore says that the fuel is perfectly safe i stand by my friends and recently i had a friend that i didn't stand by and that was a huge mistake i messed up there and so I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep using the fuel because my friend says it's safe. So much growth from the oh beginning God. of the first movie. We simp for Lightning McQueen. King. Lightning McKing. Really? What a strong character. For sure. He said he's going to keep using all in all. They all freak out. They're like, okay, well, we got to kill him. We got to make sure he dies. We have to kill him, which was wild. Yeah, but also I get it. You can't just have the one car that keeps using all in all as a statement live if this is your plan. Well, this is a kid's movie, and I feel like they could have just been like, we have to stop him from racing. No. We have to kill yeah, him. Yeah, because the other cars don't necessarily die when they get hit with an electromagnetic beam. They just sort of pop and then spin out, and then the emergency vehicles come get them, which are still ambulances for some goddamn reason. I feel like I would want a mater there. But Mater's a little bit busy. But Mater's busy, I guess. Doing spy shit and flirting in the workplace without talking to HR about it first. So Mater gets knocked out by the gas. Yeah, we mentioned. mentioned the gas already. He's put into a trailer and then they gas him in the trailer and he knocks out. He wakes up with Fendig Missile and Holly tied to gears in inside of... What's the name of this? Big Bentley. Big Bentley, the clock tower in England. Which, at this point, I had been so used to seeing national monuments look like cars that when they zoomed out and it was just like a regular-ass clock, that destroyed me. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> they renamed it? They renamed it? And it didn't even look different? It was the same. I was like, what is going on? It's probably bigger, right? Because I don't think that in the real Big Ben, you could fit two cars on whatever elevator is on the inside, right? Okay, well, here's what's interesting. So the latitude and longitude, the reason I wanted to check it was because I was curious about the size of things. 
And so, like, finding out that it's directly in the Pacific Ocean, like they said, I assumed that the Earth was a little bit bigger because, like you were saying, like, we had those planes, the five-lane planes. Or there's just fewer cars. Also true, yeah. Fewer cars than people, I mean. I mean, there are no people. Anyway, this is so dark. You know, they're tied up to the clock. They're going to die. They're going to get crushed by the giant fucking clock. And there's a literal countdown to their death because it's a clock. Really good. Really good. If this wasn't a Bond movie, it would be the best fucking ending to a Bond movie. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's Cars 2, and so it's just fine. We see the car queen. So, you know, royalty is established. The London race starts, which is the final race. Mm -hmm. They're racing through, like, famous streets that are shut down in London, this event must have cost billions of dollars to put on. Oh my god. I mean, he sold his oil fortune. Yeah. He had the money to do this, I guess. Imagine, like, living in London and being like, no, you can't cross that bridge today. Lightning McQueen is fucking doing his shit out there. I need to go to work. I need to get to the hospital. My wife is giving birth. Please let me through. We can't just assume that. (laughs) Oh, God. Also, we see a bar called Ye Left Turn In, which I think is at least riffing on a real bar that is, like, famously haunted. Like, there's a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode in the bar that this is based on. And at this point, we get a twist that is revealed that there's a bomb in the pit. (laughs) Yeah. There's a bomb. At some point, we see an inflatable Earth that is, like, the mascot for all in all, and... That's probably just a mascot. The Earth probably doesn't have tires, but (laughs) we don't know for sure, do we? We haven't seen the Cars world from space. Wow, that's upsetting. There's a bomb in the pit. Mater is able to get free. He says he has to go save his friends, you know. He asks Holly and McNissel if they're going to be okay. He says they're fine. Yeah, go. You should go. And Holly's like, great, what's your plan, McNissel? <laughs> and he's like, oh, huh, I just said that because I knew he wouldn't go otherwise. We're fucked. It's dark. Dark as hell. Mater races back to the pit. Everyone's like, Mater, you're here. It's crazy. Yeah, because they're freaking out because they know Mater's missing now because they're like, wait, he never arrived at Radiator Springs. Everyone from Radiator Springs is now here. They all came to see the race. So, like, Sally's there now. And then Mater is like, there's a bomb. You guys need to get out of the pit. There's a fucking bomb. Lightning is like, oh, my God, Mater's here. Pulls into the pit. And as he's driving in. This is the twist. We find out. That they've replaced Mater's air filter with the bomb. Because they knew he would go find his friend. Which I don't think you should plan for failure that strongly. I don't think your plan should be, I bet that Larry the Cable Guy motherfucker is going to figure out how to escape. This was the twist that fully made me drop my jaw. This was the oh my god note. Mater so quickly accepts his death. Yeah. So quickly. He is like, the bomb is on me. I'm going to die. Everyone stay away from me. It's quite beautiful. I mean, he would have done this at the beginning of the movie, too. He hasn't learned anything. He is a selfless guy. He's just also a fuck up. I don't even think that he mentions the fact that he's like, oh, I could die. Yeah. Like, he is fully focused on the fact that Lightning McQueen is trying to get close to him. And he's like, I'm not going to let you die. And it's very sweet. Listen, fuck the race. Fuck the race. 
I fucked up and I made my friend upset, and priority one right now is making it up to my friend. That can be priority two, you can win the race first. But I also understand. Yeah, alright, there's a part where Holly and McMissile escape. Holly flies out of Big Ben. Yeah, she turns into a plane, kind of. But she like flies out of the top of Big Bentley, and it opens a little window. I'm quite sure the real Big Ben does not have a window for a car to fly out of, but I could be wrong. I don't know the specifics. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like all movies where someone's in Big Ben mm. has a window that opens, you know? I know. It was just upsetting. So this is a crazy twist. They go past the tire bridge, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. The London Bridge has been carified. It has the car yeah. architecture embellishments. We get to Professor Zundap, who is trying to escape. McMissile hooks onto his butt and tries to pull him back. I did notice his license plate. Yeah, I wrote that down in the first scene. This whole plan has revolved around the all-in-all being faulty, right? Ashton, tell the people what Professor Zundap's vanity plate says. <laughs> it says bad gas. Which is both a very <laughs> funny... It's just a good bit in general, the idea that a car would have a license plate that says bad gas on it. It's both a pun about fuel and flatulence. But then also, in the context of the entire plotline of the movie, it's even better. It's really good. Everyone realizes that Mater is, in fact, a bomb. Everyone's like, okay, what the fuck do we do? Because no one knows how to deactivate it. Guido is in there trying to, like, dislodge it from Mater. He can't figure it out. Because none of his wrenches are the right size. Right. So he goes, I don't know what to do. Throws his wrenches and just leaves. <laughs> yeah, and just fucks same. off. <laughs> he just fucks off. He's like, I'm, I don't know how to do this. I'm out. He doesn't care. He just yeah. doesn't care. I mean, it's not even necessarily that he doesn't care. I wouldn't blame him for not caring. It's just practical. I gotta go. He just It's left. some Spy X family shit. It's so funny. It's really good. I love him. He's, he's my favorite character. Mater figures out how to disarm the bomb. He goes to where the queen is and Sir Axelrod. That's his name, Sir Axelrod. We've just been Sir calling Axelrod, him Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah, Eddie is already Elon Musk, Sir Axelrod, same things. The queen is there, and everyone's like, holy shit, there's a bomb on this dude. And, like, we gotta get the queen out of here. And the queen- The queen is, like, incredibly, like, laissez-faire yeah. with her own life, in the way that only someone who has never experienced trouble in her entire life can be. Her bodyguards are, like, chill with it, too. She's like, no, 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 let's just, let's see how this plays out. And her bodyguards are like, okay! <laughs> like, they don't try to get her away! Yeah, you are divinely ordained, I guess. So, fine. I guess we'll wait. We find out that Sir Axelrod is really the mastermind behind this whole thing. Yeah, he's the villain behind the whole thing. I really enjoyed the bomb saying, have a nice day, Sir Axelrod, and then the little smiley, smiley face. Smiley face. That got yeah. me. Very good. If that, no, that was really good. <laughs> because they could have just had him say deactivate, and that would have been enough to prove that he was the guy who did it. <laughs> But I love a bit where it's like someone is trying to be like, no, that wasn't me. And then just a thousand things happen right in a row. And that makes it incredibly obvious that they did it. It's a great bit. His smiley face killed me. He didn't have to do that. He did that for him. He was like, yeah, if I have to deactivate it, I'll see a little smiley face. That's nice. So, hooray. We solved it. Everything's good. 
we're going to give Mater a knighthood, I guess. Mater is going to get knighted, which I think can only happen if you are a British citizen. I'm pretty sure. I've looked it up because I wanted to know if I could become Sir Page, and the answer is no. No, you cannot unless you're a British citizen. So, in which case, do you think the Queen just gave him citizenship? He can do whatever the fuck the Queen wants, right? Like, she could have just been like, okay, you have dual citizenship now. And so, like, now Mater, Sir Mater, is a citizen of both the United States and the UK. Now he's even more obnoxious than he was at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, he gets knighted. Very good scene of the Queen, like, slowly. Her antenna being, like, slowly wound up (laughs) to knight him. Implied that to sword fight, you use your antenna. Very funny. And then uh, we cut back to everyone at Radiator Springs, and immediately I'm like, okay, who won the race? Mm -hmm. It felt so sudden. I was like, there are so many strings that we have to tie up. Like, you can't just fucking do this to me. And the answer is, obviously the race couldn't continue after the person who was in charge of the race planted a bomb on someone and (laughs) was revealed to be killing contestants. But what I love about it is Lightning McQueen stops at the pit, leaves the race. I bet Francesco was like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna win. I bet he crossed the finish line and was like, fuck yeah, dude. He was dabbing. Like, he was like, mmm, mmm, boom. And he was, like, <laughs> ready to post her pictures. No one is fucking there. They're all, like, getting footage of the bomb threat that's happening. <laughs> the sports news team is, like, getting the scoop of their lives. So back at Radiator Springs, McMissile and Holly show up. I just want to say, basically everything about the end of the movie made me so mad. Yeah. Oh my god, me too. Cars 1, we get a great ending. Everything's tied up. Mm -hmm. This ending, it's not good. I'll say it. It's a bad fucking ending. It's a bad ending. Holly and Mater have no chemistry. (sighs) The sign for Welcome to Radiator Springs says home of Lightning McQueen's training facility and Sir Toe Mater or whatever. So McMissile and Holly show up. We get the line that I think is the most important line in this entire film, where Luigi says, you got my email. Yeah. So Luigi just has contacts with European spies? I mean... Like, it was so casual. And they said urgent. Like, we got, like, an urgent message. Yeah. Can you come take this fucker away? I don't want to talk to him anymore. He's been literally insufferable since he got home. This is also why I immediately thought, I was like, okay, so Luigi and Guido are dating. Guido is, in fact, an Italian spy. Yeah, for sure. Luigi has these contacts. And if Guido has the contacts, Luigi has the contacts. They are ride or die with each other. Exactly, they are. Yeah. Mayor says, this is Holly, she's my, and Holly goes, girlfriend, and it's so casual, and I'm like, no. Yeah, no. You have no chemistry. No. He's 65. It's very upsetting. She's like a new agent, too, so she's gotta be, like, in her 20s. Yeah. This is some of the most unnecessary James Bond movie-ending bullshit. Yeah. Lightning McQueen and Sally, they're just fine. You know, their relationship was kind of on the rocks. They're fine now. It wasn't really on the rocks. It was one of those things where Sally had a celebrity crush and Lightning McQueen was like, but he's not better looking than me, right, babe? He's just not as affected by it, which I feel like we could have gotten like one line of dialogue that's like... Well, I mean, we did, you know, <laughs> like he was talking to Bernini or whatever, Bernoli, because it's like Bernoil. So, you know, Sally meets Bernoli, Lightning McQueen introduces them and Bernoli drives off. 
Lightning's like, so what do you think? Still into him? And she's like, eh, not, not as good in person. He's not as good in, in real life. That's the closure we got on that subplot. Yeah. Which she's lying to her partner. Oh, yeah. Then we find out that she and Flo are both thirsting over Francesco and- Who could blame them? My next note is, I can't do this. I'm so fucking tired. I hate this movie. I wish I were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. I mean, gather round, kids. Let me tell you about the death of how we were going to sign off this episode of the podcast. Oh, God. This is the thing that made me mad more than anything else. So, we record on Thursdays, and like Friday last week, I messaged Ash like, I know how we sign off on the podcast. I figured it out. It's ka-chow for now. Chow is in like C-I-A-O, like, because we're saying goodbye, but it's also ka-chow, and it rhymes, and it's fun. There we go. We found the sign-off. Yeah, jump in the air, freeze frame. No, no freeze frame, because in this movie... Bernoulli got, like, a decal on the back of his car earlier in the movie that says, like, you know, see at the finish line, McQueen, implying that he's always going to be in front of Lightning McQueen. I did miss that line because Lightning also says, is that just for me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that was also very funny. Anyway, go on. Yeah, he's like, oh, haha, that's kind of cute. Do you get that for everyone or just for me? He's like, no, just for you. It's just for you. He wasn't teasing him. It was, like, genuine, like, did you... Is that for everyone? Like, did you get one for everybody? Did you do something like that for everyone? Or... <laughs> so good. <laughs> no. No, Lightning, you dumb motherfucker. I'm bullying you. bits in this film, I'll be honest. I just wish it could have been a movie about the World Grand Prix. Yeah. Because it would have been so funny. Would we have not gotten the line about how Vader's an incredible spy? Maybe, <laughs> but I would accept that. But so we get to this scene... Lightning McQueen's like, oh, hey, look, I had Ramon put this on. What do you think? And he turns around, and he's got a decal that says, Ka-chow, Bernoulli. I don't know if we can still... Should we just do it this time and see how we feel about it? Because I kind of feel like they ruined yeah, it, but it was it was such a good idea at the time. I, I don't know if I want to throw it away without trying it out. Last few seconds of the movie, they're doing a race in Radiator Springs. All of the world contestants are there. They go around the little arc that they were racing on in the first movie, and there's no fucking way Bernoulli didn't fall into the pit of cactuses. Yeah. Because yeah. if Lightning McQueen couldn't do it in the first movie, there's no way Bernoulli can do it, because F1 cars are so not built for off-road. There's no way he didn't just get out yeah, he actually, that's his off-screen death. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we don't see him in the third movies, because he's killed off-screen seconds after the camera stops rolling on the second movie. I do really enjoy Holly and McMissile have to leave, and they say, Mater, the queen asked for you specifically, and he's like, no, this is my place. And they're like, all right, well, we'll see you soon. It's very nice. They said, if there's anything that we can do for you, there's a great callback to the end of the first movie. It was very good to me, where he says, actually, there is one thing you can do for me, which is the exact same thing, lightning. I didn't even catch that. It was really, really cool. That was when I realized, like, oh, the first one was lightning's movie, but this one was Mater's movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Cars 1, Cars 2, Incredibles 1, Incredibles 2. This is the pattern with a lot of Pixar movies. And then we see Mater, who has 
these rocket jets that are propelling him in the race. And this he had these before. Yes. This isn't, like, new. He was trying to use it to get away from Lightning McQueen when he had the bomb on him. And so he's now using them. And, like, it's right after the line where someone says, this is the race that's going to prove who the fastest car in the world is. Or something along those lines. I hate this movie. And then Mater comes up with the rockets past Lightning McQueen and Francesco. And, and Francesco has a little meltdown about it, which, fair. Yeah, because honestly, I wrote down, this is like the equivalent of Mater using steroids. Yeah. This is so obviously cheating, but everyone is fine with it. But I mean, he's not even a contestant in the race. I know, but I, it's just... It's just really upsetting still. But also, if I was at the Olympics doing a foot race, and I was just running on the track... You trained your whole life? And then someone jumped out of the stands and was running faster than me around the track (laughs) after I was in first place all the time, (laughs) it would ruin my life! (laughs) I'd be like, okay... It's like the equivalent of a streaker (laughs) tackling the entire team in football. It's like, what if someone was streaking at the Super Bowl and then was proven to be a better football player than everyone else on the field? Oh my god. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. (sighs) Okay, so, Ashton... Yeah. Closing thoughts on this movie? Uh, they, it had a few moments that I genuinely enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it was overshadowed by Mater being a bumbling idiot. Let's do Thorns and Roses, right? What was the worst thing? What was the best thing? Okay, the best thing overall, because, like, of course, the he's so good, best fucking yeah, line in the yeah. movie. The best aspect overall was the character development of Lightning McQueen. Loved him. Like, I will continue. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. he's incredible in this I'm movie. I'm in full agreement. You can take one of those. I'll take the yeah. other, and we can... Yeah. Those are the yeah. two best things in this film. Worst... I mean, it's gotta be the car with the headlight eyes. I'm not sure if it is worse for me than some of the Japan stuff. Yeah, there's some pretty bad shit there, too. But it's that's not a fun thing to have as my thorn. So for my thorn, I'm going to say my thorn is the idea that Leland Turbo is still alive. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, that's why that's why it's my thorn. It was so, it was so bad. It, when the thought occurred to me, I was so horrified. But it's possible. We can't shy away from that. Well, ciao for now. It's a conspiracy, man! Thanks for listening to Written in the Cars. To get involved, you can interact with us on Twitter. We are at Cars Conspiracy. If you would like to contact us to seek damages, no, you don't. Ka-chow for now. <laughs>